Fendi, like the bag. <laughs> this is the Ivory Fuse Podcast. Earth is ghetto, I wanna leave, can you beam me up? I'll be out on the street by the corner store, you know the one on 15. Got a bright shirt on, so I'm easy to see. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Luther Church Mandross, and we'd love to play a perform for y'all this evening. Our latest single, The House Is Not A Whole. And it goes a little something like this. What's up, bitch? How are you? Good. Happy Pride Month to the white folks. Oh, I don't know what that is, child. Right. (laughs) I take my discovery and mind my business, bitch. And yet they still all up in it, ain't it? Nevertheless, I want to uh, welcome y'all back. It is your favorite black menace, Mr. Fox, that I refuse podcast. And I have a, two beautiful guests. The ghetto has evening. arrived. Oh. What you call me? Good evening, everybody. Uh, introduce <laughs> yourselves. Hey, what's up? No, I'm playing. Um, this is oh, Jay from. Um, what was I saying? Oh, anyway. Hey, um, I'm Jay. Uh, you might remember me from the All All Out podcast with Kevin. What's the ETA on that? We're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, it's looking like spring, fall 2022. <laughs> it sounded like Shiva I, I live. But um, <laughs> yes, my name is Kevin, aka Mr. Mad as Shit. Um, <sighs> Why are you mad, That's son? That's my title, and I'm sticking with it, bitch. <laughs> why, are you, why are you mad, son? I was born mad. Oh, no. That's the persona of the typical mad black man. Oh. <laughs> so, I cannot. <laughs> so, the reason why I pulled you uh, beautiful hoes on this episode is because last week, Kevin and I were part of a Twitter, not a Twitter, but a Facebook thread with DeAndre, who I love dearly. And I was like, ooh, this is a really good post. Coupled with a couple of things that happened at IML that seems to be a pattern. So, you know, keeping in the tradition of Pride Month, I felt like this is the perfect time to be a menace and crack some shit open. You know, feel free to jump in with y'all perspectives and gay shit or whatever. Um, so first up, it being black, right? You know, everybody on this episode is black. I'm black. Y'all, the both of y'all are black. You know, I wanted to shine a light on our experiences being gay in the community. You know, more so the bad and unspoken stuff, you know, the stuff that people don't discuss. And have a discussion around that. Are you two ready? I was born ready, bitch. So let's do it. All right. So, first things first, you know, two things happened at IML 
Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's um, was the International Mister Leather, right? The it's a leather event that happens in Chicago every May. So first things first is there was a black sir or a black master at IML um, who was targeted, you know, leading up to IML. And as I was on Facebook over that weekend... Wait, 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 wait. Targeted how? That was my question. So when I say targeted, I mean the same way that I was targeted a couple <coughs> years ago. Okay. Right. Where people that were either in attendance and people that were not um, were discussing him on Facebook while he was there. And what it is is that the discussion for a while has been around, you know, allegations and accusations and hearsay, right? To the degree of, okay, this is a person I've heard, and this is stuff I'm, I'm reading on Facebook, I've heard um, that's been grooming people in his house or in, in his family. Um, that he had been grooming a particular person for a couple of years leading up to him acquiring them into his house. Secondly, he allegedly um, posted um, a, a home video or something either involving the same person or somebody else um, publicly after that person, I guess, he and I didn't work, he and that person didn't work out. So there had been like a flurry of conversation leading up to IML about this person. Um, mainly through like a couple of Facebook friends. I wouldn't say they were like personal friends of mine. But over the course of IML, there were... There were like posts in parallel where it was like, you know, it's it's so fun and so entertaining and so nice to see this person begging on their hands and knees to be included. Oh, it's so fun and it's so entertaining watching this person fall and burn. And, you know, if you follow this person or you support this person, we are not friends. And it's like clearly there's this thing which is a theme where you know, a person will start talking over here and then, you know, make a post and then there's like a whole thread under that post where people are like, you know, I'm a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a per of, you know, that's a friend to this person and this is what's been going on and I've known this person for so long. And then, you know, I go to click on the person's name in the, in the thread and I'm like, you know, you look, you go through the, uh, the pictures and in the history of the pictures, this same person that's adding to the fire is somebody that's in group photos with the person that these people are talking about. And it made me think, like, were you being, like, real? And keep in mind, like, the reason why it's very important to me, A, is because it's toxic as fuck. But also, it's interesting, there's this pattern in the community where black people and people of color are being targeted by people that are white and they have all this stuff and all this energy to dehumanize 
us. So my question is, what are these accusations? Are they saying that so they raped someone or what are we saying? So what we're saying is it's not like rape or assault, but they're implying that he had um, either a current uh, person in his family. And when I say family, like he's a sir and he has boys and slaves and stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's common. Um, either a current boy or slave in his house. Um, he had been allegedly conditioning and you know what grooming means, right? Like shaving? No. <laughs> like he crossed paths with this guy when he was younger. Like he was before he was of legal age. And like when they when I say grooming like um nurturing and comforting and just basically being not intimate but inappropriate. Like when you when you say when I say the word grooming, that's a word that's like more associated with like child molesters and stuff. So it's it's pretty That's crazy. Right. So that's what that's, that's what's being implied. That's right, what's that's being implied. Part of the, right, that's part of the conversation. That's been part of the conversation for a while. And then on top of that, the revenge porn thing, um, where you know you have a clip, uh, you know, an, an adult clip or something. Um, it could be very sexual. It could be non-sexual, whatever. But I think it's just a solo of this person and then you know when things didn't work out they have been saying you know he was posting this clip on like public forums and stuff on the internet so i guess in an effort to shame and humiliate and stuff like that so that's 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 what's being said um now I don't, although I don't personally know the person that's being targeted, I have in the seven or so years I've been part of the leather community, I have crossed paths with this person, you know, MAL especially. But when I was part of that club over there, he too would come to the meetings and we talk and kiki and stuff. And then when Onyx has stuff, he's a part of that. But um, I never got that vibe. <clears throat> but the thing of it is, it's like, why him and why now? And why is this? Why is there this pattern in the community these days? Um, and it predates me, like, but it came. You know, it. My antennas were raised. You know after my situation, you know, I'm on Facebook or on Twitter, and then, like, out of nowhere, people have this energy to kind of dehumanize a person, um, especially a black person or a person of color. So it's like, leading up to IML, that was already in place and in people's ears. And then during the course of the weekend, you know, there were more posts from people that went 
and then people that didn't that kept the firestorm going. And, you know, the, the person that was targeted um, was very active in the vendor mart and helping set up and stuff. And, you know, I saw the pictures of him and I was like thinking to myself, he does look a little disheveled in stress and like somebody that, you know, who has a weight of drama and stuff on his shoulders. Um, and, you know, this is not the picture of someone that I've, I'm familiar with. You know, it's, it's a contrast to the person I've seen before. You know, just comes in to a mixer and is like the life of the party, you know, socializes with everybody. It's a fun, good time. And, you know, me being a Virgo, as the two of you are, you know, we get the energy. You know what I mean? Like good, bad, or indifferent from somebody. And although he and I are not like deep friends, like, I am with some of y'all. Like, it's just unfortunate that it's like people on the outside just adding to this. <clears throat> and it's a thing, it's a pattern where they have all this energy on social media. But if they're in the same room with the person, it's it's quiet as fuck. Um, so it's it's crazy to me that, you know, in this in this pocket of the community where it's just divisive as fuck. And, you know, for us, and this is just my opinion, my perspective, it's like people are looking for justification in how they talk to you, how they treat you. Even if we both know that it's not proper and it's not respectful and it's not like equitable to let's say a non-person of color, right? And this shit just cycles through and cycles through. And you know, there's a lot of people out here that that work both ends. Where it's like, you know, they're they're like this with us when certain people are not around, but when they're with their friends. You know, or if they're on the stage at say like IML, they're pushing this this um this rhetoric and this speech of that you know they're so progressive and they're so positive and they're so inclusive, and you know this is their platform and their purpose. Should they win, you know the title? Um, there was a person that Barbara and I know or are familiar with that made the top 20 in IML, right? And he made he made the top 20 on a speech about inclusion in kink and leather spaces. And when I saw that, I about fell out of my chair because it was like, you don't even practice that. And you don't practice that because you were a contributing factor for my black ass getting kicked out. And on top of that, you disrespect and dehumanize black people when your husband are not, is not around. 
So, I mean, how sway? Um, so that's, you know, coupled with DeAndre's post and those couple of things that were happening around IML weekend, I was like, I wanted to pull you guys on here um, because I feel like, you know, it's Pride Month for them. You know, it was Juneteenth for us. And y'all have different experiences and different perspectives. And I wanted you guys to come on. So um, that's where I'm at right now. And there's some a couple of other things I wanted to talk about later, but I'm opening the floor to you guys, my two illustrious guests, to contribute. Um, so what's going through your, your, uh, your minds right now? People gonna do what the fuck they wanna do, and you just gotta let them. At the end of the day, I think we come to the place in our lives where we just have to realize that we gotta mind that business in order for us to stay sane. I tell people all the time, you know, they be like, you, you know, you're being stern with me, and blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm being stern, but I'm not raising my voice. You're the one that look like Boo Boo the fool. Um, I, I I can't, you know, go out of my way to be shitty or upset or mad at a bitch. I'm black, diabetes and hypertension run high in my family, and I'm not about to let a bitch get my blood pressure high and boiling over some dumb shit. You just gotta let people be. And despite the community we live in, you know, I addressed something on Instagram today that I like immediately deleted. Um, And I think a lot of people ask this, this same question, right? So, I'm going to ask you this question. Why are so many gay black folks slash people of color so obsessed with inserting themselves into racist subcultures within the larger LGBT plus community? More specifically, why do black folks slash people of color insert themselves into the gauntlet of pain where they are constantly reminded that you are less than everybody else in the world? I've always said when people ask me why do I go to, you know, like leather events, stuff like that, that are predominantly, you know, white male dominated, why do I go? I go for representation, but I also go for the simple fact that I go and mind my business. And I think that contributes to a good time and a bad time. Um, MAL, for example, one year Jay went, I think the first year that Jay went, we had a ball, like a blast. But then the second year, the vibe was off. And I came to Jay and I said, hey, the vibe is off. Something is not right. I don't feel welcomed here. You know, it just didn't seem normal. And this was on a year where I was trying to, like, play it cool. I really wasn't trying to, like, get too shit-faced drunk. Um, And so you can definitely tell when, you know, you're wanted in the space and when you're not wanted in the space. But I will definitely contribute that to when, when and if people find you attractive. If people find you attractive enough, then of course you fit right in. But and uh, see, that's the thing. Not to cut you off, but to chime in because I don't want to be too quiet. But that's the thing. Like, um, especially when I was coming into like you know my sexuality and accepting my sexuality and um, just like first starting out, like you know. I had to learn really fast in our community that, you know, you're not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That That is okay. You can't 
control that. You can't control why, you know, maybe someone outside of your race don't find you attractive. And, you know, like Kevin said, you can't allow someone else to have that control over you. You know what I mean? Pretty much. That's pretty much just where I've been at, you know, with it. And I think like some, sometimes I get caught up in a negative connotation of things and I'm usually like, fuck these bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. But then going back to that main question, why do I keep doing it? Well, I keep doing it because again, representation matters. And I feel like if you don't break that mold or you don't be that person to say, hey, no, fuck this, I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? Then why are we wait? Like, why continue to wait for somebody to do that if that's my agenda? My agenda is not going to be your agenda. And whether you like what I'm doing or not, I'm minding my business. You are asking the question. You know what I'm saying? And I love answering this question. And the reason why I immediately deleted it was because, A, my response was over a minute long. And I already know people don't pay that far attention on Instagram. B, I don't think I'm ready for the world to come and attack me because I know that's a consequence of like, you know, charging back at somebody, especially somebody who's black. Um, can I, I think it's, can I jump in real quick? Hold of on. course. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. I think it's critical that, you know, we pretty much like stand up for ourselves. Like, <clears throat> there was a point in time where I didn't tolerate a lot of my friends telling me like, oh, you don't date black men. Well, you're not hooking me up with one bitch. So then there's that. But then also you look at it like, you don't know who I slept with last week. I don't have to tell you my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because I said, oh, he's cute and he's Caucasian. Now, all of a sudden, I don't date black men. So I never once came out of my mouth and said no shit like that. I get that, too. I get that a lot, too, from my friends. Or they're just like, oh, your preference is this. Which is not true. And I and I just want to jump back into what Kevin has said. You know, why do Black people insert themselves in that situation? Um, also, like, and I don't know if any of, you know, I refuse podcast followers will cancel me, cancel me after this. But do we make each other feel safe in spaces? Like, do we... Do we, like, uh, just to play devil's advocate really quickly, like, because I know, like, times when I go to Nelly's, I just feel like everybody's sizing me up. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel welcome. I don't feel, you know, I don't feel like, I'm not saying that I have to be desired by, every, by everyone, and I'm not pushing that or trying to be conceited or anything like that, but most people smirk at me or... They'll just be like, I'll hear people whisper, oh, he's the bottom, or whatever the case may be. And like being a bottom is not a thing. Bitch. <laughs> Somebody whispered that you were a bottom. Not to me directly. Not to me directly, but like my ears not big for nothing. And, you know, I was <laughs> with my girls, you know, satellite dishes, you know, ATT TV. Um, so, like, I was with my girls one Sunday. Like, we went to brunch, and we ended up going to Nelly's. Cool. Like, my girls are cute. So, anyway, moving forward. Scurry through the crowd. And, yeah, Jude was like, oh, look how he coming through with this girl. Yeah, he must be a bottom. But I'm just like, why, like, why can't we just be in a space together? <laughs> I would <laughs> not, agree, because not, it, it not used to be like girl, that. Not me and my girls, <clears throat> but I'm just saying, why can't we all just be in a space together? 
It like, used to be like that, and I used to have to tell people all the time, like, the reason why I like to go to the mill is because it'd be old heads in there, and the old heads really don't. don't they're care. not as catty. Yeah, they're they not catty like that. That's the reason why I go to the mill, and the mill was predominantly black. Now, mind you, I'll have my days where, like you, I went to Nelly's yesterday, and you you can hear the, the pitter-patter. Like, you yes. literally can hear it. And so... People are looking at me trying to figure out, like, what the fuck going on with me? Mind you, the pants that I had on, like, maybe look thick as fuck. Cool. But none of them had the balls enough to come and say it's in my face. And, and so I get high thing. off of this shit. Like, me, I personally, I get high off of it because I'm like, okay, cool. All of y'all in here being little bitch-ass niggas. Like, and this that's is the just thing. what it is. And that's you go exactly to a white the space, they're not going to pitter-patter about you because they don't give a fuck. They minding their business. They probably aren't attracted to you for the most part. But at the same time... Exactly. At the same time, they're not going to talk shit about you either. So it's like, what are we doing? And I, I get what you're saying because it's like we do it to each other. And uh, my friends always ask me, you know, when I don't think you've come up. Um, I don't think you came up here, Jay, when uh, Dell was up here. But Dell came up here. He didn't get an opportunity to meet my entire friend group. But I told him, I said, if you got a chance to meet my friend group, you'd see why people hate us when we go out because we're so eclectic. We're all different. I prefer my friend group to be that way for different points mm-hmm. of views, different ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want anything that's like, okay, well, let me go ask Jay how he feel about Black Lives Matter. Bitch, I'm, I already know how you feel about Black Lives Matter. I want to know what the fuck this white bitch got to say. <laughs> and, that's- and these are my friends, mind you. So, like, that's why I keep people around me that can handle my mm, child. This is a sexual innuendo. That can handle my mouth <laughs> because at the end of the day, I'm always gonna spit some fact or some truth, and they can't always handle it. But I do feel like you know, let me ask them how they feel about it and what's going on in their brains, and that that's my curiosity. I'm a very curious person, but I also feel like you know, there's a difference between the event spaces that we go to, and that also kind of like you know triggers some stuff in people. Mm-hmm. But to get back onto the main topic, you know nobody ever wants to see a black man do great. And this is why I think I was a little upset at who they chose for Mr. IML this year. But that was my expectation, and I'm entitled to that opinion. Um, I believe at the end of the day, if they would have chose somebody who represented for something a little bit more than what their current title holder represents, I would have felt some kind of way. Not to discredit the current title holder, but I don't know a lot about this person and I didn't do my research. So yes, draw me, grow me, do whatever the fuck you need to do. But I do know there were maybe three or four candidates that were not people of color, mind you, because the people of color that should have went up there and should have made what it was top 12 or something like that, top 20, they didn't make it. But there were four people that I know for a fact that represent diversity and inclusion. They know how to talk to people. They meet and greet. They literally emphasize the epitome of what I would believe a great gay would be. Like, be gay, be great, and do it well. And those four people didn't make the top 20. Well, didn't make the like the top five or something like that. I know they made the top 20, but not the top five. And it kind of just pissed me off. But I was like, you know what? They're going to choose who they want to choose, and that's fine. Do you. But I also feel like sometimes the judging can be skewed depending on personal stuff. 
like, ooh, my personal attraction is going to rate him a 10. At this point, you're thinking with your dick and not your eyes, like, your ears. You're supposed to be listening to what this person is telling you. Are they selling themselves? Are they, are you believing their personality? Sometimes people do fucked up shit like that. But I also feel like, you know, you just got to take the punches. You got to roll with the punches. And nobody never, I don't think anybody has ever gone more than once, maybe. But don't let it be me get up there act a fool because I promise you, I'm going up there like Lil' Kim. <laughs> I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like, like a real, real bitch. bitch. Have a hunter, Jenna well, Jack, me. Well, I mean, if you bug. run it, you can let me know because I've never been to IML, but if you run it, I'm definitely going to go. IML is an expensive, it's a very expensive trip. And well, if you want to do it the right way, like you got to have at least like $2,000 to do it. I mean, see, stuff like that, I will be planning the year before to go the following year. Down, Jay, why you don't run for nothing? You got a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what would I run for? What would be a good... You a can good... run for Mr. DC Leather or Mr. DC Eagle. Mr. DC Eagle. I have to go to events and shit. Excuse me, stuff. I mean, you and, would have to once yeah. you win, yeah. Well, I mean, I only been to the Eagle a couple times. The mm. shit closed now, but <laughs> you can still run. Right. This time, it's time for a black one this time. You can still run. Because it's been a while. I thought about doing, um, I thought about doing Mr. Marilyn Leather, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to mind my business. No, ma'am. I had to hit them with the one two, the one two nope. Not the one two no. Yeah, because if you run for Mister Marilyn Leather, you know it's basically about what you look like and if they want to sleep with you. And I mean, don't get me wrong; half of them probably do want to sleep with me. But I've been so, I have will admit that I have become less desirable as I've gained weight and gotten older. To who? It's funny you ask that question because my therapist asked the same question. To my <laughs> goddamn self, bitch. I wouldn't even see I was my own go- I was going to say because first of all, we don't know these bitches out here. Fuck them bitches. First. But I Secondly, will say like the funny part but, and here's another here's another funny part, right? Let me zoom out the let me zoom out the lens real fast. Okay. And I'm about to tell y'all some shit that the listeners probably shouldn't hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> okay. So I went to Dallas and had a ball. Mm-hmm. I always have a ball in Dallas. But this about to get real nasty. So I met this dude on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Christian Mingle. Pretty much. I'm chatting him up, and he's not really, like, you know, too talkative. So I'm like, okay, do you want to do this or no? Like, what are you doing? And so, funny story is, he comes by. I finally get him to come by after, like, maybe six hours of talking. Like, we had been talking since 6 a.m., and he finally came over, like, noon. So, he comes over, and um, I do my little trick with my mouth, Mm -hmm. and he went to go and penetrate. Mm -hmm. Um, He got lucky that I was good, so I let him. But the comment that was made on the way out was like, what the fuck? This man gonna tell me 
oh, I ain't want to hook up with you to begin with because you're not my type. But I see that in person, you're fine as fuck. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, do I take that as an insult or do I just take it as a compliment and run? I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. Right? So that's what I did. So when he left, I was like, thanks for coming by. Like, I had a great time, whatever, whatever. The next morning, he's on my line as soon as I get up. Like, hey, I'm trying to come back. Yesterday was amazing. I was like, oh, but I'm not your type. That's what I would have said. So I let him come back through. Like, whatever. Come back through, boo. We had a ball. Come back through. So we did did the do, whatever. So as he's leaving, he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, I'm going out with friends, you know, whatever, just doing the the regular, like, Sunday fun day. He's like, all right, I want to see you before you go out. I'm like, God damn, what did I do to you? Are you with? So I let him come back over on Sunday. As I'm, we're finishing up, he's telling me, like, like, I should move to Dallas. I hope he don't listen to this kind of shit. (laughs) I'm not giving away his name or anything. You sound like a scammer. But like, I'm like, oh my god, like he is a good man. I, I no, don't know, like, don't I, right no, no. You about hold now. on, let me finish. Y'all gotta let me finish. Shit. Go ahead and the best show in that area. So when he, left, he was like, you should, move, you should move to Dallas, and I was like, honestly, I'm thinking about it. Like it's been on my radar for like a year now. <laughs> so he was like, if you would, I'd be over here all the time. So I'm thinking in the back of my head, like. This dude really told me I was not his type to begin with, but then he show up here. Now I'm trying to figure out what his type is, because let's keep in mind, as black people and people of color, the first thing we run to when people say that we're not their type or they're not interested is our race. So I asked him, what did you mean by I wasn't your type until you showed up? And he was like, "I, you have a picture up where my my ass is out, don't get me wrong, but apparently my waist was smaller and he doesn't like skinny dudes. So I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was an option for y'all. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, pick it in. So it's different when you go different places. It is. Because that's to mention, that's... like, I just, I mean, I always have a ball in Dallas anyway, but like, Dallas is like home of the daddies, the bears. Like, that's what they reside. If we go to Europe, it's the rap. Like, we're not coming back. And if we do come in back, if we do come back, we're we going to have husbands. Like, it's the And rap. I mean, like, even, yeah, even in other countries, like the one guy I talked to who's from Australia, I've been talking to him since 2019. And he texted me, he sent me something today, like, hey, I'll be in DC in four months and I can't wait to see you. And I'm just letting you know, like, you're going to be mine the entire time. I asked him why is he so attracted to me. Mind you, he just literally followed me, randomly followed me. You just Virgo the fuck out of him. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, anyway. But I'm like, um, so when he get here, apparently he's supposed to come hang out with me with the spine. But I'm like, yo. Oh, I asked him. I said, you know, why are you so into me? Like, I'm pretty sure there's better looking people out there. And he was like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you ever came to Australia... You as a black man are in demand in Australia. Like mm-hmm. we love black men, like in general, because we date people that don't look like us. Right. Like that whole dating your twin shit, that's American. Like the, Americans. I hate that you shit. You go Yeah, he was like, You go elsewhere in the world and like there's so many interracial couples and different like even though somebody might look like they're Middle Eastern, they're probably like Hispanic and then the mm-hmm. other dude's Greek, like people don't date 
in their race outside of the United States. That whole racism shit is only in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that shit. And I'm like, I can't believe it. But then the funny part about it was I remember my friend Tim, God rest his soul, when he was here, he was in me and my brother's face. He was a good friend, though. I will say this. He was a good friend. I don't know if he was attracted to us now, but he was also Australian. And so me remembering, I'm like, yo, Tim always connected with me and my brother. Whenever we went out to Cobalt, like, he would always say hi to us. Like, this, that, and the third. So it made me think, like, okay, maybe I'm catching the, the picture. I'm, I'm getting the point. This whole shit that we deal with in America, I tell people all the time, my husband is out there. He might not be in Baltimore. At this point, he might That's not be in the United saying. States. He might not be in the United States. But, like, now I'm working out with a, a trainer who's kicking my ass, even though I just ate this pizza, child. Um... Kicking my ass, I'm doing two days, and she's like, watch, when this weight melt off, I guarantee you you're going to get more attention. And I told her, more attention for me is overwhelming because I'm a highly sensitive person. Can I, I love can, it, but it stresses me out. Can I say fuck that? Because, I mean, you are talking about... We're talking about you, but let's talk about how you influenced me to do a lot of things. And now you saying that you highly sensitive if as as you get more attention. First of all, let them niggas drool. Let the let that shit melt off. Let them niggas drool and tell them tell their ass no. Or fuck them just because. Because it's for me, it's it's okay. I'm I'm turning thirty years grown. Not thirty years old, but thirty years grown. Um we fucking niggas in the face in 30. That's how I feel, honestly. Um, I just I just feel like all the shit that we used to carry in our 20s, we're not going to carry that no more. At least for me. I'm not carrying that no more. So all of the, you know, the people that's not interested or the people that's not interested because my weight or the people that's not interested. I mean, the shit with your, you know, with uh, being black, that's never going to change. But if you're, you know, fit and or in shape and you fit in whatever bubble or list that they have, I say fuck them on revenge. At least fuck them on revenge for me. I mean, and I've done it. Don't get me wrong. There's one person that I had fucked, like revenge fucked, and you might know him. <laughs> so, oh, let's not spill too much tea. Are we dropping names? I mean, are we dropping details? What are we doing? I'm not dropping no names. I'm not, I'm not dropping no details. I'm going to leave it up to y'all imagination. But what I will say is this episode has been sparked, brought to you and sponsored by The Rose. If you need something to get you off in 30 seconds or less, oh try my God. Oh, my God. Now he's your ad, your 30-second ad. Right. <laughs> Out here sound like us getting so soft commercial. Bitch, if you don't fly away. Always, always. Yes. Now, what I need for y'all to do is really, if y'all have a Hulu account, do anybody that got a Hulu account? Why are you trying to piggyback? Duh, bitch! I need that password. <laughs> well, I'm on, I'm on somebody's because plane, I think so I ain't we, got a password. I think what we should have done is we we should have watched Fire Island first. I wasn't ready to say. I wasn't ready to say. I've already watched it, and I'm actually gonna watch it again. I loved it. Um, I love. So, but you got Hulu. Well, yeah, my mama do. <laughs> I'm a child I mean, at home. Times is hard. I'm for you to uh, share play with me. You know how to do that. Mm-mm, you got to walk me through afterwards. Okay. So, 
moving right along, if we can. You know, I realize this, you know, time is going by a little bit fast. So, Mr. Parker, you and I did um, half of an episode a couple of weeks ago, and you were on a really good roll about being a content creator and navigating through that world. And I wanted to piggyback off of that and bring that over here to, um, cause we, um, so Mr. Parker and I both are content creators and we're not yeah, talking TikTok. My government name shit. I said the last, I didn't say the first. I was so, introduced with the first. Barbara Parker. <laughs> Barbara Parker and I have, um, uh, you know, a little banshee behind, you know, after dark. And one thing I realize is that, you know, you go across Twitter and people are like, you know, DM for collabs, DM for collabs. And you go to DM them. And the shit sits there. Do you know the main times I've had egg on my face? Just either doing it that way or like filling out a model application. Let me tell you this story. Story time. There's a guy out there who has roughly 200 or so thousand followers on Twitter, right? Started out doing the OnlyFans and Just for Fans, but now has his own website. And the shit's cute, right? So on the website, there's a section where you can be, um, you can apply to be a model. Fill it out, submit the pictures, put your email address in there. Not even two or three days later after I submitted it, I get an email from the website about the next update. Like the next scene that's on the website with another motherfucker. And I realized, oh, Use my email address to put me on the email list. I didn't apply to be on a subscription. I, mean, I applied to be a model. I was like, you know what? I'm tired. You know, I'm old and I'm tired, and this shit is whack. Um, have you ever gone through that, Mr. Barbara Parker? No. Because I don't. I don't, I don't really, honestly speaking, I don't give a fuck much these days. I just go where I fit in. Um, a and B, I would never apply to be a model. If an agency or something like has ever reached out to me, which in one case, one person did reach out to me to do some like studio type stuff, um, I would then respond whether or not I'm interested based on positions and who's the other person and what they stand for and stuff like that but everything else everything else is usually like my daily life like i'm just walking up to whatever is available um whoever has made it easy access and i think that's i don't know that could be the, the differentiating factor between you and i um the larger profiles i will say some of them are easy to talk to um there's a couple profiles that I follow that have over like 150,000 followers and I talk to them not every day, but like just having casual conversation. 
I think that plays a major part in it too. You know, how do you market yourself through casual conversation? Everybody doesn't, just because you present this lifestyle that you have sex all the time, that's false. Um, everybody doesn't like to talk about sex all the time. Shout out to the love of my life at Cajun Gay. Um, we talked for months before we actually met. And I think the consistency and the ability to just be able to connect outside of Twitter is what made me so much more attracted to him as a human being. Um, I just kind of felt like once I met him, I probably would like be head over heels for him and which I was, and it made me very nervous. And so I am grateful for the fact that like, he didn't, you know, like push me away or anything like that. Or it was like, yeah, you doing too much. Fuck you. Um, and so I appreciate that a lot. And, you know, he says it all the time. If you slide in my DMs wanting to talk about sex, you're getting blocked or rejected. Like, I'm not here for that shit. And I didn't, I didn't start that way. I literally just quick follow and was like, once people follow me back, I always initiate that connect. Because if you don't initiate that connect and you're definitely interested, you're going to lose that person's interest. So I always initiate the connect. Hey, thanks for the follow back. I really appreciate it. Hopefully sometime in the near future, I would love to collab with you. Like, I adore all of your content. And if I'm feeling froggy, I'm like, by the way, this video is the one that really, really caught my attention. Like, I would love to play this, like, replay this thing, you know, like, whatever. Some people don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do it in person. I can do it on the internet all day long. But you ask me to do that in person, I'm be like, I don't know who this person is. And it happens a lot in Dallas. This is why I tell people, like, if you're a content creator... Dallas and New York are like hot spots. Dallas, New York, Chicago, and LA are hot spots mm-hmm. where you can walk into a bar and literally see a content creator and be like, oh shit, that's so and so. Like, I'm going to go say hi. They're not shy people. Well, excuse me. They're, they are shy people, but they aren't shy to a, the point where, like, you go to talk to them and they, they're going to reject you. Like, no, you, you will have a better chance hooking up with them, meeting them in person. And that's the God's honest truth. I only appreciate my Twitter because I've made great friends from it. I met Jay on Twitter. Like, that's why my name on Twitter is Jay, because he doesn't understand his influence on me. Um, But I will say, like, you know, that might have been a lie, but that's my best friend. And that's my best friend in Texas, period. Oh, I influence you. Oh, bestie in the testing. Oh, I love it. Bestie in the testing. Oh. I've been taking notes. I'm going to try to do better. I mean, look, all I can say is I'm always down to give people advice. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm teaching a class and charge you on how to be a content creator. Like, no, you literally, I got my little rise to fame simply off of a non sec Well, it was a tweet about somebody else. And it happened, like, at the height of the pandemic. And that shit was hilarious. But I will say, y'all lucky I can't find it. Maybe I can use the app on um, on the internet. Y'all lucky I can't find that tweet. Because that shit was so fucking hilarious. Um, and it's so relevant now. Like, it is so relevant now. But it used to just make my phone ring so fucking much. I turned off all of my notifications, and even then, people would tweet at me like, hey, like, let's do this, let's do that, and I wouldn't get it, and it still happens. Like, I miss messages all the time, but 
I will say if it's something that you're taking 190% seriously, just be yourself. Like, post you doing dumb shit. Also, connect with people that you feel is going to elevate the both of you. Like, if you know you're putting your all into the conversation and you're, like, hyping the, the sex up in the conversation and, you know, whatever have you, that level of chemistry plays off on camera all the time, especially if you're you know, going full-fledged content creation and not just, like, little amateur clips. So that's something else to think about, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that look on camera? Does it look like y'all don't want to touch each other? Like, does it look like, you know, one person interested in one person is, like, head over heels and in love and, like, you know, closing their eyes when they kiss and instead of, like, I do that all the time. You catch my scene, you'll see every time I get kissed, I close my eyes. It's just something that my ex taught me, like, Whenever you kiss somebody, you close your eyes. But there's some types that are like, look at me while you're sucking my dick. And all kinds of shit. And you just do what you're supposed to do. I just you know? feel like open eye kissing is weird in it general. Is. <laughs> I know somebody that does that with their husband. And then, to me, <laughs> and then to me, also, I just feel like it's, it's disgenuine. Oh it's disgenuine when the eyes are open. Because oh it's like, God. you don't really feel... For me, if if I mean I've never opened eye kiss, but I've I've seen people do it. Just watching it, it doesn't feel genuine to me, and it doesn't feel passionate to me, and it just doesn't feel like the the kiss is good because I just feel like a lot of times when shit feel good to you, your eyes is either gone, your eyes are gone, like they're rolled in the back of your head, or your eyes are just closed, like and your head is thrown the fuck back. So to me. It's just like if you open eye kissing somebody, that's not passion at all. Like it's just you kissing just because at this point. And it may not even be a good kiss. You just kissing going through the motions. I was at somebody's dinner table and we were playing cards. And while you know, it was a married couple a married couple across the table. One was you know, one of them was shuffling the cards and out of nowhere they just kissed and like the one that was shuffling the cards had his eyes wide open and like the kiss was like really surface and it was just like a fish out of water and I was just like this is really crunchy like that's the one and only time I've seen people eyes open kiss I was like what the fuck do I do like do I look at something else on the wall and just focus on it this this is yeah. I think it's a white person thing. Um, but Mr. Barbara Parker, thank you for that. I'm I'm learning. I'm you know I had to rebuild. I, mean, I had to rebuild my old girl. That was a troubling time. I mean, it's always gonna be a doozy. Um, <sighs> a friend of mine is also rebuilding his for the third time. Um. And I just feel like, you know, when you take it on, you got to take it on, full on, excuse me, full on, know your angles, know what your your greatest attribute is and sell it, because that's essentially what it is. Like, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, oh, my God, you're so versed, I'm not interested anymore. And I'm like, I've always been versed, but the only reason why you see a lot of, like, slangs is because... I can sell my penis really, really well. Can we Facts. not not even to just to cut this off? Can we just can I just say like I know my word my word isn't you know 
like God or how much weight but a lot of like within a community is everybody minding everybody's fucking business that's one two I just feel like being versatile or being a bottom should not be a shameful thing because in my opinion and this is just my opinion because I have an asshole um that just being one thing is boring now if that vanilla shit mm-hmm. works in your life kudos and the shoe if the shoe fits to whomever is listening yes, I'm kudos. sorry but yes, if, kudos. but with that I just feel like that shit is just so vanilla and like when I like when I you know I tell people too like people look at me and if like for the most part the first thing that they think is oh he's just strictly a top cool but it's also people that's missing out on me because actually I'm open to the possibility of getting fucked, but I've never met someone that made me want to bend over. All the people that come up to me or gravitate towards me immediately is just ass up, face down. That's it. So if that conversation is not brought up to me, how can you just, you know what I mean, assume that I'm just one thing and I'm not interested because you were verse top or you, your verse. That shit is just stupid to me. I had to cancel my date on Friday because he hit me with some dumb shit and low-key was mad about it. But I'm like, at the end of the day, my profile literally says verse, versatility, versatile for compatible compatibility. So be verse somewhere. Whether you're verse top, verse bottom, like just be verse somewhere, right? He neglected all of that and got shitty with me and was like, well, you put verse for compatibility. I figured like you were just open to either being a total top or no, sir. Verse means you're going to be fucking me or somebody else is because I'm not about to do this whole like doming you out thing. And I even told him when he first started my DMs, I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Are you here to date? Or are you here to hook up? Because if you're here to hook up, I'm not trying to fulfill your little BBC fantasy. Like I'm not going to do that. And I'm, I don't give a fuck no more. And I had to really like, tell a really, really cute, handsome guy that I've been attracted to for a long time what my intentions were, because I'm tired of playing games. I'm done playing games. And I'm and glad so when you he did was like, When he was like, yeah, I'm a true bottom. Didn't say total bottom. He said, I'm a true bottom. I only bottom. Oh, okay, that's nice, but that's not what I'm looking for. So, yeah, cancel that date. Reservation revoked. I'm glad you did that, because it shows... It shows and sorry, I'm losing my words. It shows that you have more self-respect for yourself than just to fuck anybody just because it's there. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. your values of who you are as a person and what you want to do is what you want to do and not because it's someone else. And I respect you so much for doing that, even though, you know, your personal life is your personal life and you share what you want to share. And this is my first time hearing it. No, it is not rehearsed. I respect you. I mean, I already respect you, but I respect you more because you did that. Because, you know, some people, especially us in particular, and us, I mean, you know, Black people or people of color, when, you know, said people are show interest, we're just like, go, go, go. Because, you know, especially if you're one that's willing to date outside your race, you're just like, shit, well, this will probably be the only person I'll ever get. And for you to just be like, for you to just be like, oh, well, you're not what I'm looking for. Unfortunately, you got to go. I'm sorry. Like, that, it just. Let me tell you what was going through my head today, child. 
You regretted it? So, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I never regret it. Like, because I know, like I said, you know, coming out of my last relationship taught me a lot about what I want and the respect that I want to have same, in my relationship. Same, so, same, same. at the same time, I'm not settling for nothing. Like, I'd rather be single for another seven years before I let a bitch think that he just gonna do whatever the fuck he want to do. And it's but, no shade, but y'all saw my post on Facebook when I said, it said, um, X, you will never find nobody. You you will never find another person like me. Me. That's the bitch, goal, bitch. That's the point, bitch. <laughs> that is the point, bitch. Never again. But I, um, but no, I. There's a couple who got married, and this couple that got married, um, let's just say I believe one of the men in this couple that got married married the man because. He already know he can't. He not pulling up nobody else. That's so trifling. Like, I'm 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 sorry to say that. I'm like when that's I'm, so trifling. When I meet people, I usually look for like their chemistry and how they act, you know, towards one another. And I'm like, yo, y'all are sorry. weird. That's so trifling though for me. I so first of all, I just feel like this. I'm not a jealous person. Not to sound conceited, but I want you to be able to take another like have you take a double take at my man because that means I did something right. That means that he's attractive, but if you got somebody that look like the people under the stairs, ain't nobody looking twice at that. You can have that. Not and my thing is more or less like, like I, don't, I wouldn't, I don't know. When it comes down to looks, looks isn't like everything to me now that I'm getting older. But I will say, if I'm attracted to you, I'm starting to notice that I'm more attracted to intelligence than I am to <clears> physicality, <throat> physicality, period. No, I agree with that. And I'm not saying looks is everything for me, but I just, and I'm not looking for anything specific. I just, I, and you just have to have a handsome face for me. And that's subjective because what's handsome to me may not be handsome to you, may not be handsome to you, may not be handsome to you, but you're handsome to me. And that's what's important to me. Exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like even being as picky as I am, low-key a size queen over here so i'm like at the end of the day if your thing little okay that's fine. <laughs> if, it don't, if it don't hang then we can't bang that's what he said but my thing little. like my thing is like if it's and I, I posted that on facebook too i said what's one the the thing said what's a petty reason why you wouldn't date somebody and my my post say it's little you did say that but at the same time, I've I've not I don't say dated, but I've talked to guys that had had penises that are smaller than mine and their tops. And the the problem comes in because my dick is larger than theirs. They instantaneously are like, "You need to top me now," and I'm like, "Right hey, now you going down that road that I'm like, no, I ain't about to be a little BBC fantasy bitch. I'm, I'm over you. Move on to the next." So, you know, I you have to stand your ground with that. Like, I'm pretty sure Jason has felt this even trying to create content. Most guys don't want a black bottom, whether you're, you know, trying to pull a black top or, like, whatever. Have you, they don't want a black bottom that has a dick bigger than theirs. So, I'm going to just jump in since you rang my bell. In my experience, the 20 or so years since, you know, I first came out, that has been the case and it's usually with guys like in our age group or younger um you know the daddies i mean they can go in either direction where it's like you know top me i'll top you no big deal 
And that's probably one of the reasons why I am more drawn to older guys anyway, because they're ready. They're like easygoing and they pour more into me than I can even imagine. But like navigating, trying to, you know, this hookup shit, it's like I'm, I'm verse, you know, I start out as a bottom, but it's, I'm finding it's easier with guys if I'm t- if I say that I'm a top. Like I'll I'll, ha- I'll I'll have more success landing or hooking up if people find out that I'm a top. That's just the same fucking. Where, whereas maybe five or ten years ago, when I was younger, I'm not going to say in which, <laughs> but. It was definitely the opposite, where it was like, "Oh, you're a bottom." No, let's get this going. But it's, I think, it's more like an age and maturity thing. Like, I don't think guys in their twenties, no matter what their race is, wants a black guy that is a bottom. I just want us to get over the shaming of. Oh, you're a bottom. Moving on, well, or well, you're not looking, or you don't look a certain way to be a bottom. I think you so, don't look like a bottom. Well, here's the thing, and I'm finding this out is that a lot of the shit that's we're experiencing or we've seen indirectly, where you know we're shame, we're being shamed for what role we play, and you know there's shame and preference, and there's all this preference and this division. I think it's just a matter of maturity. Like at some point you reach a certain age where it's just like, it really doesn't matter. Because, you know, Baltimore is small and D.C. is concentrated, right? So it's like... <laughs> I like think, that. <laughs> so think of it this way, where it's like, you there's only this man, many people that are going to... Well, there's this many people that are in the world or in Baltimore or D.C. And then, you know, you close in a little bit tighter... There are this many people that are going to be interested or you may have a shot with, and then you close your hands in a little bit tighter. And it's like, there's this many people that are um, going to um, prefer you. And the thing about it is like preference is a two-way street. Like everybody clings on to preference. And it's like, even people that have a preference, whatever the fuck it may be, are not going to always land the person that they prefer because that person too has to prefer them as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, those people that live a life based on preference are going to burn out a lot faster and a lot sooner than those of us that are like, well, shit, a mouth is a mouth. Like, I'm gay mouth. because I'm attracted mm-hmm. to men. Period. 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 Semicolon, not comma. Well, comma, but not semicolon, but period. But I disagree because I'm not gay. I like boys, though. Careful with that. Shut the fuck up. I mean, I'm just saying I'm not gay. You like boys. I like men. Okay, that's fine. Those are two different people. Men with mortgages. Men with mortgages and a summer house no, and a boat. It is. No, no, you it like, is. I like. Men. You like 
You like pepperoni, mm. and I like sausage. Please don't say pepperoni no more because you know who I'm thinking about when you say that shit. And I'm sick of your ass. I was going through my damn camera roll, and I had that shit saved from two or three years ago when you sent me that. And I'm like, I know. Every day, I'm fighting for my seat in heaven because a shit like this. And, I, and it's less funny now because that person's in a different space right now. And I I adore that person, but bitch, when I tell you that meme still sends me to the floor. I'm so sick of you. Do not say pepperoni no more on this call. I didn't do it. Somebody else. You did. did. I know you didn't, but you the messenger, bitch. You was in the next room and sent me that shit. I'm blaming you. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming that white bitch. He got it. Well, she got into it with on Facebook. <laughs> See, I gotta tell people out here, you gotta be careful who you start roasting because <laughs> definitely, be definitely do not roast with me because if I know some personal shit, I might just say that shit two or three t- minutes in and shut that shit down and you'd be crying somewhere. But no, but like I think a lot of this shit that's going on right now is just part of a cycle where it's like you know, people in their 20s and people that are coming out later in life trying to redo their 20s have, like, a narrow attitude and narrow mind as to what the type is and what the preference is. And they don't either they don't want to or they just absolutely refuse get, like, that is damaging and that is regressive you know, in the larger picture, which is the community. And it's like, when you were saying earlier, Mr. Parker, about type, like, I still, to some degree, get offended sometimes when people say that shit because it goes back to when people would often tell me or tell other people, oh, you know, whites only or no fems, no fans. And see, that's why, and that's why um, Kevin was saying, "Let's uh, we should probably watch Fire Island." I love that movie because the story is told. First of all, it's told from um, I think he's uh, oh I think he's Japanese or Korean, but anyway, his friend group is so diverse and inclusive, and they all go to Fire Island, where it's predominantly white. And, you know, as they on the ferry about to go to Fire Island, his flamboyant, I can't even talk right now, flamboyant friend is just like, bitch, no fats, no fems, no blacks, no Asians. You two out of, he was like, bitch, you two out of the four. That's fucked up. He said you two out of the four. But we, we gonna make this, 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 uh, this week is gonna be a blast. And, you know, they did like. You know what's funny? That reminds me of Southern Decadence because on my first day, I was ready to go. I was literally ready to go. And I told Michael, I said, look, if this shit don't change, I'm changing my flight to Saturday. Like, I'm going to fuck home Saturday. So he was like, it's Thursday night. We just got here. Like, give it a chance. I'm like, all I see on Grinder is literally, like, no fats, no fems, whites only, like, be fit, be a twink. Like, I'm yeah. not going to be doing this all fucking weekend. And see but, what I did. But lo and behold, we go out Friday night, and guess who get drunk first? And get busted and down. Up, ended up getting busted down without a clean-out job and was fine. 
So here's the thing, like the other the other side of that is that you have people out there that when they talk about daddies and they talk or they don't talk about daddies or they they don't they don't advertise their preferences but when you're in the pocket or you're on the sideline and you're watching you know it's a pattern that they strictly embrace white twinks only which means you know it's if you find them attractive and i'm speaking from experience where it's like I'm on the sideline watching you over the years and I'm attracted to you. But, you know, the the few times I've tried to uh, make a pass or make the first move, there's a hurdle. Oh, well, you know, only make out with, you know, my friends. And I, and I thought back and I'm like, Okay, so all your friends are white twinks. That's no surprise. Oh, well, you know, it's always some kind of jive excuse. And, you know, there's always some kind of resistance or pushback. But you're part of an establishment that's about brotherhood and inclusion and diversity. But you look around, or I look around me, and I don't see that. And... You know, a large part of the reason why I get offended, less so as I get older, but still, when people say, mention type or preference, is because it goes against what the fuck, you know, pride represents or what we're supposed to be about. And it's not even that complicated or dramatic, but it's like, is it that deep for you? Like, why is it a problem? And, you know, like I said, people don't have to advertise that they have a preference, but it's definitely telling in the treatment of us that of something deep. That you have, I guess, against, you know, embracing black people and people of color, because mind you, you know, we're just as diverse as they are. You know what I mean? Like there are no monoliths on this side. Like, I got my master's, you know, we got lawyers, we got doctors, shit like that. We have positive examples and attractive examples, but for whatever reason, you know, people, you know, as as much as we want to believe that we've progressed, you know, as far as, you know, the appearance that we're inclusive and stuff, racism is still very much alive. It's not as in your face because people are more sly about it, but trust and believe it's still there because it's in the treatment. It's in the the nonverbals. Um, it's in the difference of experiences. So I will say this. I'm going to go ahead and get this little, uh, what they call it, mass collaboration. Oh, you going Wednesday. Gonna give her a second chance. Um, if she doesn't, uh, the time it was me, bad for me. If she doesn't persuade me this time around, then girl, you're canceled. And I'm a big supporter of them, but they better not let me down. Can I? So, can I so, just play devil's advocate real quick? Hold on, Jay. So 
I I still want the both of us to go, Mr. Parker, at some point. This time I wow. can't go because I'm recovering from surgery. Um, still. Girl, fuck this surgery. Well, it's you say fuck that every, it's fuck everything with him. You you say that, but I was there's a guy that's going Wednesday. His name is Rico. Oh, he's so fine. He got a nice dick, and I follow him on Twitter now. I, I think it's uh, Suarez or something. I'll send you the profile offline. Yeah, please Because he is really cute. Um, and he's coming down from New York. I'm sorry, um, Mr. Chestnut. I had to put that in there. Oh, but, no. You're yeah. fine. Um, my devil's advocate, again, people might cancel me, whatever. Um, maybe... Right, what is that? What is that? Um, that I just want to go back to um, the whole fats and femmes thing with profiles because yes. it's, it's it's among it's among us too. Like I've seen profiles lately, uh, especially with like men of men of color or black men. That's just like they strictly only want a specific type of man too. Well, I'll tell you this: you won't see that over here. I had. I once had a guy over 350 pounds get on top. You got to do what you got to do. And he did. Listen. <laughs> Norbit all day, okay? Listen. But continue, Mr. Chestnut. Like, I oh, mean, I mean, I just, no, no, no. I'm you're... having flashbacks as you're talking, and I'm like, ooh. No, you're fine. It's just <laughs> that, um, I mean, this it's late. It probably would have been more effective as we were talking about it, but um, I didn't want to stop it with y'all, the flow that y'all had, but sure. yeah, like, I mean, it, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, every, we just, I don't know. I just want to just be, you know what I mean? I just want right. to not have to worry about fitting into someone else's category just to feel attractive. It, I will say, you know, the last four or five years, especially the last couple of years in this pan, Panasonic, is that it's gotten really <laughs> weird. Um, you know, the events are not hitting how they used to. Um, like, I went to BBM for the first time since before the pandemic, and like I was telling Mr. Parker, I'm like, this shit is kind of boring. This shit's kind of whack. Like, there's no disco nap, which is always fun. Like, People are just not into it as much. And I mean, that's aside from the fact that the turnout wasn't how it's normally, you know, because people are still scared and it's fine. But it's like we can't make the most of what we have or are we just not interested or, you know, or are we doing this thing where we're telling certain people, oh, you know, we're doing this, but we're not telling others. I don't know. But yeah, I went one I went on a Saturday and it was just like, Yeah, this is this is wax sauce. This is very wax sauce. Um now granted I usually do a whole weekend, but I limited my movement. I went up there to see a specific person and see a couple of people and then I went somewhere and fisted somebody. So um good Saturday for me. But yeah, the events the last couple of years, and I think I had a discussion with Mr. Park about it, where it was just like, it's just not hitting the same. I mean, MAL, when we went, wasn't too bad. Um, 
I mean, the the two or three room parties that we went to were pretty fun. Um, I know that last one that I went to, there were a couple of um, content creators there. Um, and that was a good time, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if the Panasonic is just like impacting a lot of people to where they're just being colder and more distant and more clickish than normal. Um, but it's just it, shit all around. It's just weird. Like, it's it's just very fucking weird. Um, but. Before we move on, right, you know, keeping in tradition with me being a menace this month. So, did y'all know that Trina's coming to Baltimore Pride? Mm-hmm. Trina. Trina is taking center stage at Baltimore Pride on June 25th. And some of the white girls on social media were tussling about it. Um, so, I'm excited that she's coming. Um, she's she's going to be on the center stage, which is like the main stage um, down on Charles Street. But the thing about it was, um, one of the one of the girls on Facebook um, had mentioned it, but had this take on it where it was like, you know, I submitted my work to be on the main stage a couple of years ago and they said my shit was too edgy but now they have this and then like in the comment section a lot of people were like oh you know she was relevant 20 years ago and blah blah and I'm like oh here we go here we go and it got me thinking I'm like it's funny to me how you know white people in the community not all but some um, want to tussle about, you know, black women and black men, like, you know, and argue about relevancy and stuff, but as if they, um, they don't latch on to like the persona of black men and black women to stay relevant, you know, and that post didn't get as much love. I know I probably hit a couple sore spots with some people because it was like y'all still going to go and you know Baltimore is predominantly black so for Trina to be center stage like she's speaking more to us than those of y'all that move here to Baltimore and try to turn it into something that it's not and you know you stand there with your arms crossed and your face twisted because we gotta get rid of them people because I hate that shit. I'd be like, yo, bitch, go the fuck back where the fuck you came from. And that's, and that's the thing. And that's and that's the thing. I just feel like a lot of people that are transplanting in the area is like making everything be- like not to say issue. that it was good before, but it's just like it's getting worse. So to that point, right, I will say I am a member of a couple of uh, what's called like neighborhood pages on Facebook. Um, There's one called Canton Neighbors and there's one called Patterson Park. And, um, you know, the, the posts, as long as I've been part of those pages, just run like the spectrum of different like stories and stuff, you know, 
the the Af- African American kids are going around checking door handles. You know, there's footage of like homeless people trying to break into houses and kids breaking into houses and running down the alley with the flat screen on their back but no cord. And it's like people are, you know, walking across the roofs of row homes looking to steal the copper from the, you know, just all kinds of stuff, right? But it's, what I'm saying is you can tell from these posts, you know, which of these people are from here and who are those are people that moved here from like up north or from out west and they're just not used to this. And I'm, and it makes me wonder like what drew you specifically to this area? Cause I guarantee you, like you can have the same as highest prices that, you know, Canton and Patterson park area and Fells point charge you to rent with no fuss. If you move to like Towson, you know what I mean? Like, if you move like north of 83 or like north of like Northern Parkway, but they be in these little pages just talking all kinds of madness. And it makes me, it kind of upsets me and makes me uncomfortable because it's like, are you using this page? Are you making this post as a way to show everybody like this prejudice that you have? Because it's like, I get if you saw something and you came to the page, or I get if you were actually mugged or something like that. But if it's something like, you know, these cars are, you know, zipping up and down the alley going the wrong way, and, you know, the door, one door is a different color than the rest of the car, or this car across the street is double parked, and there's like a whole lot. And I'm like, what's it to you? Like, what are you really saying? It's not putting you out of your way. You're not even leaving the house. Should that be thinking about? The girls is just ghetto. Right. And it's like, <laughs> just because it's European don't mean to civilize. Y'all just as bangy and, and trashy as we can be. Even trashier. All up and down Broadway. Fucking up, you know, them people's good cobblestone. Um, but to get into these gas prices, honey, six forty-four. Oh my God, a mess. Speak on it. Um, but it's yeah, the girls were tussling because Trina was selected for the main stage, and it's like I don't think GLCCB is going to get their money back by putting like a local DJ or, you know, one of the girls from the manor that do the the drag shows on the weekends or, you know, how how often they do them. It's it's about business, but it was funny that they made a big to-do on Facebook because Trina was selected. And then they want to, like, question her relevancy. And it's like, she has nine albums out. Like, she's one of few, like, consistent rap girls still doing it. Independently, might I add. So don't do that. That's all I'm saying. Well, I would like to conclude this episode by saying thank you for having us. 
join. Um, it's been so. A hold on. No, we don't conclude other people's podcast episodes. We're not doing that because if I go on all out loud, be like, I'm gonna conclude this episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can try. By saying, I take my Nyquil. I'm out this bitch. No, we're not doing that. No, well, I have to go because I have another obligation in 15 minutes. Oh, you have you yeah. got a drive by coming by. No, I'm believe it or not, I believe I'm either passing kidney stones or my appendix is about to bust. Um, so I have to, yeah, I have to take this medication that requires me to like throw up all over the place. Um, and I would like to do that before I get into bed, which is at eleven o'clock. So, well, um, it was great to have you guys on here. I'm sure we'll do another one of these um, later this month. Um, I wanted to do a little story time since people were talking about their first times. Um, but we can pin that for another episode. Anything you want to say, Mr. Chestnut, before we head on out? Oh, no, we can go. <laughs> oh, no, we can go. Oh, right. no, we can go. No, oh, um, he got bars. No, not like that. I just, I'm just, I'm ready to shout like I washed the day off of me. Okay, well, y'all go shower and take on medication and tuck yourselves in. Um, this is don't I know it? Which I have no energy for nothing. Um, this is Mr. Fox the Irish podcast, and it was great having Mr. Parker on and Mr. Chestnut. And I'm sure you Mr. guys will be hearing from them again it's, it's, later. It's Mr. Mattershit from now on. Oh, okay, Mr. Mattershit, and <laughs> I am Luther Church Vandross. And I'm so glad you guys were able to join me in releasing my debut single. My house is not a hole. Um, and keep in mind, keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Uh, follow and subscribe wherever you see the I Refuse podcast and be on the lookout for all out loud podcasts. Correct. We're revitalizing, and it's coming soon, I promise. I know I've said it many a times, but I have to get my shit together. It's not Jay's fault. I promise you it's not Jay's fault. It is my fault, and I'm working on that, and that is okay. The problem is the way I want to do things is not the way Jay wants to do things. That, oh, is, no. not, that is not the problem. Hey, and what's so tea? Right now, the girls are fighting. <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> no more of, fighting. it's more of it's a spirit of hot thing. It's heaven. It's me more than anything, um, but of course we we've discussed a bulk of you know all the, the things that we want to do with the podcast. So I'm excited for it. I never stopped being excited for it. The problem is the distance between Jay and I now is just greater than it was before, and like obviously we're working again. We started all out loud during the pandemic when we literally had nothing to do. So we're adults. We have shit to do now. So, yes. I propose that the three of us finally go over to Jay's uh, new apartment and we do an episode for the YouTube channel, the I Refuse podcast. Oh, it's so lovely. I'll bring my ring that. light. Um, there's a fee for hosting. <laughs> you care to expound on that, sir? Do you want to do this on this podcast right now? I'm pretty sure you're listening to that. But I'm just letting you know that, you know, all um, I'm looking for sponsors. So, I'm you know. I mean, I have sponsors, but I mean, it's not like you 
Oprah on Apple Plus with the conversation, but I mean, oh no, our, our demographics reach very far and beyond our wildest dream. Lord, um, oh, okay, Tina Turner. Um, well, we'll we'll figure it out. Mm, you know, I'll bring okay. liquor. I cook. Have a nice little spread. Well, y'all let me know. So, a I could either take off or on a day that I'm off. Are you off on the weekend at all? No, I don't have an adult job. Let me stop. <laughs> well, stop. all right. All jobs are adult jobs. <laughs> so, this is Mr. Fox, the I Refuse podcast with Mr. Chestnut and Mr. Maddest Shit Parker. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, guys. Uh, be sure to follow, subscribe, wherever you see I Refuse podcast, take streaming platforms, YouTube channel, and Twitter. And Instagram. And we will catch you guys later. Bye. Bye, y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Get out.